Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Unsuckable. This is the World Cup preview podcast. Um, we're predicting or previewing every single World Cup group. Um, I'm Manuel Feit. He's Josh. Josh, how is it going? We just, uh, we're recording this pretty much back to back. If you have listened just to the earlier prediction preview show of Group E, this is Group F. Um, group E, close to both of our hearts group f also um as we're both canadians and this is the group that canada has waited for since 1986 how are you feeling about this group 36 years uh 36 years i wow. mean my mem my memory of this group was when the draw was taking place yeah it was it was coming down to the group side by side and i took a look at germany and spain i took a look at croatia and belgium and i backed the group with uh Croatia and Belgium. So I was decently happy that we got that one instead of the other one. But in general, it, it's not a great draw. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's it's going to be difficult. Uh, I think there's more question marks around I, specifically Belgium than there would have been with Germany and Spain in my eyes. Mm. Uh, just I think the way that Canada plays could give them a decent opportunity. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, we don't know. I haven't seen Canada really play anyone near that level i mean no disrespect to uruguay i think they're a very good side as well they, they took care of canada but this is going to yeah. be an even bigger step and i don't even want to i always give a little bit of disrespect which is not fair to morocco meaning like i talk about them as if canada's going to make it through they need to take care of business and there's also no guarantee that canada's going to take care of business against one of the best sides in africa so yeah I, i'm i'm going in with just the enjoyment factor of seeing my country play in a world cup for the first time in my lifetime um, and hoping that they can score their first ever goal, maybe pick up a point or two, and maybe get a win. So, good luck. Um, this this recording is right off the back of me doing a roundtable with Alfonso Davies, and what he said was really interesting. That they have almost their expectations are just to take it game by game, do their best, show that Canada is no pushover, take every opponent serious. And sort of do what they did in their World Cup qualification run. And I think that's a really good mindset, to be honest, right? To just say, okay, first opponent, let's not even look at the entire World Cup in its entirety. Let's just look one opponent at a time. Um, and that is that starts on November 23rd against Belgium. And then see how that game goes before we 
we look at the next opponents and um you know and see like before you look to Croatia you look to Belgium before you look to Morocco you look to Croatia and I think that's a really good mindset what do you think and you know what Manuel I mean this is gonna make a lot of sense I mean it's you'll see the connection but like I'm obviously we've all been following this national team I've been following them very very closely ever since the start of World Cup qualifying and I after growing up following the Canadian national team I've never had much confidence I think that's fair to say I didn't really know that these other surrounding players were going to take this big of a step. I'm looking at Alistair Johnson. I'm looking at Stephanie Stackio, Tejan Buchanan, mm. and it all kind of formed before our eyes, but they took it one game at a time every step of the way. World Cup qualifying in CONCACAF is grueling. I remember back when they took on Suriname. Like I wasn't, mm. over, I was hopeful, but I'm like, okay, we are, the, the whole thing could end right here. They took care of business. And then Haiti, the former foe that eliminated us from the Gold Cup and the, the previous edition of it, we took care of business there over two legs. Then we went to the octagonal and you started off with Honduras and then it slowly got more challenging and you had Mexico, you had the United States, you picked up four to six points from both of them. And yeah. all of a sudden this momentum started going, but it all started one game at a time. They've, they've continuously proven that every obstacle that's come their way, they've been able to jump over. This is a the biggest step they will look to take. I like, And, and I said, and there's no reason to think that they can't pull off the incredible is it likely probably not no. if you're bet you're betting person you know look at the odds canada's never gonna be the favorite but i always point back to this group because this is what the world cup's all about and, I, and i'm always going to, to point to it because it's it's concacaf it had a concacaf nation in it who surprised everyone in a tough group it, it saw i think italy and england were four three uruguay got second and costa rica topped that group anything can happen and you know one game at a time let's see what happens an early red card and Let's just say in the Belgium game, like that's the beautiful thing. You never know what could happen. And I think yeah. it's a good mindset from Davies and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens, but my expectations are, are, are tempered right now. Okay. Well, also a huge sigh of relief. He's fit um, to play at the world cup. He's confirmed that much pretty um, as well. So yeah, I think should, the opponents, I, I mean, that Belgium team, um, you feel like the window is closing on this team to win a World Cup. That's at least the sense I'm having with them. And maybe this is premature, but it just doesn't... I mean, as long as you have Kevin De Bruyne, you will always have a chance, um, obviously. But this isn't the juggernaut that they once were. I still think that they are the team to beat. Uh, I don't even want to say that because I know what Croatia did four years ago. But they are going to be a really tough, tough team uh, once they emerge out of this group. And they're going to be a really tough team to play against for, for anyone who faces them. What's your thoughts on this Belgium team? What I'm looking at, and it's changed a little bit, and I'll kind of get into why. But And again, mm. I'm not saying that Canada is going to take care of business against them. I'm just saying, looking from the positive side of the Canadian perspective, if you're going to imagine Canada picks up a point or... Or, or even three, just, you know, you got to imagine they got to take at least one off of Belgium or Croatia. I'm looking at Belgium just the way that the team is set up and the way that some of these golden generation players are kind of aging out. And I'll give some examples. It doesn't mean that these players aren't still good. I don't want to, again, disrespect them because there's a lot of players I really like here. But first one is Eden Hazard, one of the best players, mm. if, if not at one point the best player in the world. Loved everything about Eden Hazard's game. He is as far from the old Eden Hazard as possible, he's still the captain. He will probably still get a ton of game time, and he's a very ineffective player on absolutely no form right now for Real Madrid. 
The other one, Romelu Lukaku, can't deny the quality. Don't know what his fitness level is going to be at. After that, it's a significant, again, no disrespect, but a significant drop-off to, say, Michi Bapshwai. He's having a good mm. season right now with Fenerbahce, but that's a very different opposition up front instead of an inform fit Romelu Lukaku. Then you get a little bit deeper down. I think their midfield very strong. I mean, I'm a big fan of Yuri Tillemans. Kevin De Bruyne is as world-class and the difference maker on his own. Could literally see him probably winning a game by himself. It's just how good he is. Uh, then you have Axel Witzel, 33 now. Wasn't even really cutting it for Dortmund last year. He's at Atletico. has been playing as a central center back. I don't know if he can still do it in the midfield. But, I mean, he's you can't deny it. I mean, he's still Witzel. He's still got that intelligence that made him such a good footballer. And then you get into the back line where you're looking at maybe a Tejan Buchanan and, uh, and even Davies and Atakubi and these fast, pacey players going at this back line. Toby Arvival, who was in Qatar for a little bit, and then he went back to the Belgian league. You got uh, DeBast. He's a very young player, plays for Anderlecht, and I, I watched him get manhandled a little bit against uh, the Netherlands in a Nations League match. So very young. Uh, and then you got Jan Vertonghen, who's just mm. not a lot of pace there. Like it, It's the... The dying breed of the golden generation, and yeah, if you look at all those points again. If they don't show up for the task, there's there's reasons to look at this team compared to the Croatian team. And be like that would be the weak spot. If Morocco or Canada are going to make it through, I'm looking at Belgium to being the one that might slip out. Yeah, oddly enough, I, I echo that. Um, you know, I actually, I always have a team that. Everyone always has like a darling where they think um, they're going to go deep at every World Cup. And it's usually like the entire media picking someone from South America because, you know, the, the shirts and the logos are sexy. And then that team fizzles out. Like how often have we seen that from Colombia? Um, I remember writing the previews in 2018 and then writing the Croatia preview and thinking, oh my gosh, this team could go all the way. It was really good, right? And then they almost did. I remember writing in my preview saying that this team will at least make the final. And uh, they ended up making the final. Um, and the reason I said that is because the way teams from the Balkan play is very uncomfortable. And the other thing is um, Mario Mandzukic scored the winner against England with a torn ligament in his knee. These guys don't go away, right? So anyone looking at this Croatia side and thinking that they are beatable, never, ever underestimate them. These guys are tough. They're tough as nail. And they love tournaments. And this is for a lot of these guys, the last chance to make a big mark on a tournament. Um, I mean, how many of us did think that Luka Modric was still around? And Luka Modric is still a very good player, right? Um, in Josko Guardiol, they have maybe one of the most talented centre-backs on the planet at the moment. Uh, Borna Sosa is an incredible left-back. They have players up front who are very, very dangerous. Um, don't underestimate Croatia, Josh. I think that, and I'm with you, if one of those two big teams don't make it out of the group... I don't think it's going to be Croatia. I think it's going to be Belgium. And it's because Croatia is just a very, very tough team to play against. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
New customers can bet any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. With bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of tactical yanks, and it's been great. One reason it's been great to listen to, because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge, trust me. Raycons give you 8 hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 5-star reviews. Raycon earbuds have three sound profiles so you can have a personalized listening experience, as well as an awareness mode where you can hear the world around you. Whether you're doing the most intense exercise or just sitting around, Raycon earbuds are perfect for you. Go to buyraycon.com slash tbpn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash tbpn to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash tbpn. I 100% agree. And there was also, there's a bit of a narrative as well around both Belgium and Croatia about kind of like them aging out. But I think a it lot of... It doesn't matter with Croatia at all. No, it, it, do, it doesn't. But I, I was I was kind of more talking about their, their back line. Like Belgium's yeah. definitely is. And their replacement, like De Boss, for example, isn't like a Gvardiol. Like he's 20 years old. De Boss yeah. is 19. That is a player coming in. Sosa's 24 to you. You have Stanisic. I mean, I know he doesn't get a ton of minutes for Bayern, but he's playing for a team like Bayern. You can't... That, that, that that's a big point towards him that yeah. back line isn't as old as people originally thought like it is it is replenishing very very well uh the midfield doesn't matter how old Modric is I don't care if he's 37 he's still one of the best <laughs> in the world you got Kovacic you got Brozovic you got Pasolic you have so much depth in that midfield uh Evan Perisic steel. has been doing it the the one question mark and every Croatian I've talked to as well has the same question mark it is the striker yeah they, they don't have that Mary Mandzukic and they haven't been able to replace him but I mean, you look at Kramrich, who's a, I'm a big fan of. A lot of Croatian media is not super high on him. You got Budimir. Mm. Um, I, I don't really know who's going to be the starter. I would personally start Kramrich because I think in, on paper looks like the best one. But I think Budimir has been, been given the uh, the last few starts. And that's where, like the for me, the question marks of a deep, deep run for Croatia might come in because I just it's just hard to imagine, like, you know, Croatia finalist and Budimir is the, the guy, you know, is that, is that, is that too harsh to say? Or um... I mean, Mansukic wasn't on top of his game anymore when he was the center forward. True. But he was playing for like, ago. he was playing for Juve at the time, right? So he was still a good Juve team. So he was yeah. Still yeah. Winning. But he wasn't Bayern Munich Mansukic. No, he wasn't. That's true. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't by Mansukic who carried Bayern to the first treble Mansukic. Um, he is a tough guy. I can I will never forget. I was in the stadium when he scored that winner against England, and um, 
I remember going to the, the training session the day before and he wasn't even training because he was in so much pain. <laughs> then um, the, the before the final where he also played, I think he scored. It was a 4-2. It, it was an incredible final to watch. I went to the final training session for Croatia and there were 12 guys on the pitch training, Josh. <laughs> because they were all carrying knocks. Wow. And, and all the guys that were out in treatment rooms were playing. They were like a hockey team um, or rugby team or whichever reference you want to take. I just, I had so much respect and I didn't understand what these guys were going, willing to go through in order to carry this nation the entire way. And even against France that clearly were better, um, they just didn't want to go away. It was remarkable. It was, it was one of the most remarkable World Cup performances I've ever seen. And I think if it wasn't some small Balkan country that had done it, um, but some country in South America, we'd probably be celebrating it far more. This team is really good. And it is still good. And they still have that resolve. And I see a lot of takes in Canadian media where people are saying, is like, oh, we're going to be able to beat Croatia. It's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, that's not. I mean, for, like I said, for me, and I mean, maybe we, we can get into where we think they're going to finish. But for me... I think Croatia is is going to top this group. I think yeah. they're the best one in this group. I just yeah. think that there's a lot of, for all the reasons I pointed out, there's a lot of, if you're going to be optimistic for Canada's chances, you'd have to, I mean, you have to hope they take care of business against Morocco. It's just, it's just a fact. And you'd have to hope they can get something against Belgium. But I think this is, and this Croatia team, again, not that the Nations League is Manuel's favorite, but they, no. they're going to the semifinals. They're one of, they're proving that they're a consistent threat. doesn't matter what the competition is. And, uh, I'm expecting them to top this group. Yeah. I agree. I think if Canada wants to get out of this group, they have to get something from the Belgium game. Belgium yep. is the team to knock out. Um, unpopular opinion. This is how I see it. And they have to, on top of that, beat a Morocco side that we haven't talked about much, but actually has some pretty good players too. Yeah, I think it's it's funny just because I've I've talked about these groups over and over and over again, and I, and I always talk about Canada's chances, and I like to like I said I like to think I'm pretty I try to be neutral, meaning like I don't have the I don't have clear expectations that they're going to make mm. it through, but you want to imagine it's possible. But the 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 version of them making it through is business done against Morocco, and I just kind of like assume that'll happen. But it's not that I'll assume, but I have to hope, and it's far from that. Canada could bounce out of this group, zero wins, three losses, and I. I don't think that's unrealistic by any stretch, just like it's probably still not unrealistic that it can maybe sneak their way out. But hmm. this Morocco side is very talented. I mean, yeah. they're going to be playing with two of the, in my opinion, two fullbacks I really, really rate. Uh, Hakimi's one of the best right backs in the world. Masrawi has been moved over to the left-hand side. So you have two very talented players there. The midfield, Amarat's a very talented player out of, uh, he plays for Fiorentina. He's had a pretty decent record so far. Very bo good box-to-box in -box defensive midfielder there, depending on where and how. Uh, Morocco are going to utilize them. And then, I mean, different players that are getting kind of back into the fold. Hakim Zayech could be a massive addition. He's obviously hmm. on the outside looking in, the managerial change. He gets, comes back in the national team. Um, there's just quality all over the all over this team. There's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of Moroccans that play in Liga 2, which is sometimes a very yeah. underrated league. Um, uh, there's a few of them who play for Angers as well. I know they're having the greatest start, but there's a ton of quality in top five leagues and this Morocco team probably on paper is even better than 
Canada on on paper, but I don't know oh. if they just have the, the the game changers too. Like that's where you got to imagine you got you need to get like a ZH at his best, I think, for one of those one of those game game changers. And he's been a, a little hit or miss since he's joined Chelsea. You don't completely forget about Ahav Hakimi. No, I said I, I said Hakimi. Oh. Hakimi and Ma- I said Hakimi will be playing right back and Maz Rawi will be playing left back, which I like. I, I think want, it's need- the other way around, right? Uh, I, w- I interviewed um, a uh, Moroccan journalist who said, because I thought that as, as well, because Hakimi played left back for Dortmund and I, I pr- pr- prefer him there. But they said the last few games that they played that he tr- he'd been playing Maz Rawi on the left. Hmm. But, I'm just looking at the last few formations, and yeah, I think, and I think I looked at that too, like on like Footmobile or Google or something. But yeah. um, I didn't watch the game, so I'm just going off of his word. He told me that he told me that they were playing that way. But regardless, the fact that they're putting both of them on the pitch, I think, is obviously very yeah. smart. I mean, you want you need to figure out a way to get him on, and I just know Hakimi's so versatile. I mean, you can play him as a, a winger if you needed to. But, yeah, um, yeah. Th- th- those are two deadly fullbacks. I think they have. In almost every position in the starting eleven, they have a player from a top five league. Yep, but I mean Bono as well. Um, yeah. Hasn't had the greatest start to his season with Sevilla, but he 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 did come off a very impressive campaign and won, won a good award on, on it as well. So for he's a, got a Canadian passport as well. So, you know, a little love towards Bono. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's going. It's an interesting one, um, right? They're a good. Like they're a good team. They're really good. <laughs> going through that list, um, and Naziri is probably going to lead the line. You'd assume. Um, I'm not overly convinced. I'm not the biggest fan of N Naziri, um, but you know, if Ziyech is in the mood and putting it on a, on, like right, right in areas where he can't miss it, yeah, he's got a decent goal scoring record for Morocco. But I just again, I know. That Sevilla team has been very, very poor this season, and Endesiri's yeah. not really had much of a time there. But yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I kind of like I'm a little bit. I, I knew this deep down, um, but then at the same time, um, you you wonder, um, you know, like you always think, okay, it's just Morocco. And then you look at the actual squad and you're like, oh my God, this is actually a really good team. And on paper, I would say they're probably better than Canada. Yep. Football isn't paid on paper. It's not. It's not. And that's like, you know, and that's like, like depth wise, I think that like because of just where a lot of these Moroccan players are playing, you, you got to give them advantage. There's a top five leagues compared to Major League Soccer. Um, but it, it comes down to how they're going to perform on the day. And if, you have a game changer. Who can be the bigger one? I mean, our star player is Alfonso Davies. Their star player is Ziyech. Look at this season, mm. and as long as they're both fit, who's in better form? Who do you think could be like that that player to make that play? Um, and yeah. I'm, you know, Ziyech just he's just not been that since joining Chelsea. Still an incredible player. Doesn't mean he can't rediscover that form, but in form, I mean, we got the better superstar that's going in just in terms of what he's been doing this season. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it's predictions then. <laughs> yeah, you, you go, you go first. I'm curious to hear what you say. Okay, so I do think that Croatia is going to top this group. Um, I do think that Belgium is a candidate to fall out, but I think they're going to just make it. And then it's Morocco third, uh, Canada fourth. Oh, Emmanuel, going to the real, yeah. Um, That's my realistic one. Yeah, but I do think that 
for some odd reason, I think Canada could maybe upset Belgium and that will change everything. Yeah, you got, you got to hope. I've been giving the same answer just because, again, I don't want to be biased, but I want to assume that Canada is going to pick up a win. So I've been making the Moroccans mad the entire time I've talked about them, which is very unfair, but I'm going to put Morocco in fourth and just hope Canada can get a result. I'm going to put Canada in third, so I'm not being too biased. And then I think, I really do think that whether it's Canada or Morocco, there could be an upset that could see Belgium slip out. And then I do believe that Croatia is going to top. But I will put Belgium in there because I'm too scared to make that prediction. So don't don't want to because I, I don't want to leave. I, if I'm doing it, I want to make Canada in second. And I just, I, I yeah, I can't. I, I don't know if they're quite up for it yet, but we'll see. I got Belgium second, Croatia first. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, World Cup is just 11 days away by the time of recording. Uh, Canada played their first game on November 23rd against Belgium. Um, so yeah, Josh, any final things that you want to add before we wrap up this group? No, just excited to get the tournament going. I mean, Absolutely. don't love the don't love the conditions. I'm obviously excited because of the World Cup, but um, just hoping that the players can stay fit. Um, no more injuries, hopefully, for anybody, and they can just come in and enjoy a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for some, and we can enjoy some really just, you know, an interesting tournament. I don't know how else to word it. It's weird where and when it is, but I'm going to do my best to enjoy it regardless. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, that wraps up this episode. Um, there's more previews coming, already released, so please check them out. Um, Filippo and Adrian also did fantastic work with theirs, so they're going to be all released um, one by one. Uh, enjoy them all. Until next time, cheers and bye-bye. <laughs>